DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. What's going on, folks? Welcome back in to the Key Pass Collective. It is episode three. We are here preparing for game week 31, and we sort of have all of the kinks <laughs> worked out. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> sure. Little in, little uh, little insider look at how the sausage is made. Uh, we've, we've already recorded this part once, but that's okay. Um, because this time we hopefully do actually have all the kinks worked out. I gotta say though, Ryan, you sound better than last time. I hope so. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> two new microphones. The first one didn't didn't work out well, so hopefully oh, this one sounds sounds pretty good. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, we'll get there. Listeners, just know we're we're trying. We're working on it. You know, we 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 respect your um, desire for good sound quality and we're, we're after it. We're chasing after it, but it's, it's elusive to say the least. Um, yeah, once the, once the inner circle is up and running, we can use, uh, all of those funds to buy a studio. There you of some go. Sort. Exactly. Yeah. With those like really cool pads on the wall and, um, like the, the dimmable like lights that go in different colors that all oh, the yeah, streamers all have. That. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the rappers do. <laughs> Precisely. Oh man. Okay. Well, welcome back to the Key Pass Collective. Like I said, we're going to prepare for uh, game week 31. We're going to go through uh, a couple of just various different thoughts on that. Then we are going to talk a little bit about some of the uh, rankings that we just put out recently and sort of talk through some of the guys that maybe we thought kind of, eh, in retrospect, we were a little bit high on or maybe a little bit low on. Um, or just as a group, we, we didn't necessarily agree on them. So we'll get to all that. But first, let's just talk about the draftsociety.com our baby it was delivered you could say last week and it has been running pretty smoothly i have to say the website is going very well we've had a couple of issues reported but for the most part it's been running incredibly smoothly and just an incredible amount of articles that are coming out of the website um I mean, I have been absolutely floored with the amount of work that you guys and the chaps and Murph and um, the inner geek and Toddy, like everybody's been doing. Uh, so Ryan, if you could, I think you have a list. Just run through for us really quickly. Like what are the offerings from the article section of the Draft Society Weekly? Yeah, the, the content is, is dizzying, really. So there's eight articles that uh, we put out on a, on a weekly basis, in addition to the um, all of the statistical analysis uh, from our, our great stat heads, um, Drafter Thoughts and the Inner Geek. So we have the Waiver Wire uh, rundown with Toddy. We have uh, Hot or Cold with FF Chaps, Trade Advice with Toddy, uh, Perfect 11 with our new edition, Murph, um, Ghost Point Hunters from yours truly, Sleepers 11 with FF Chaps, uh, Weekly Ranks from Toddy, and Starter Sit with Toddy. So yeah. Toddy's putting in a lot of work. Oh, man. Um, Genie is going to be uh, filling in some of those slots when he comes back. But uh, yeah, that hasn't stopped the, the churning out of quality content. 
Just incredible. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh, the guys have been have been just killing it. And uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, we talked we talked previously about the fact that you've been you've been kicking on writing a little bit. Um, I've got an article coming out this week, maybe just maybe tomorrow actually. Yeah, um, looking forward to that. Yeah, that is. It's going to be a little bit of a departure, um, much more of a, a personal piece, and so that's going to be kind of interesting. It's called a love letter to the draft community, so everybody should check that out. But um, you sort of hinted as well at you know the statistical. Uh, pages that are being updated, the draft metrics, the um, fixture tracker, all of these things updated weekly, and and it's just, man, I'm just I'm proud. It's it's awesome. It just really is something really cool to see. And like I said, everything's running, knock on wood, pretty smoothly so far. So yeah, I'm I'm just excited. What what are your thoughts? Yeah, me too. I mean, I I personally use some of this stuff that we're putting Same. out. So that yeah, that fixture difficulty <laughs> uh, page you mentioned, I I have it you know saved as a favorite. I have yeah. it open whenever I'm you know going through my uh, my waiver wire pickups for the week. So yeah, I'm using this stuff. So it's it's fantastic. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit later about uh, how how you use the ranks, um, but I personally use our ranks all the time. And I will pull them up um, when I'm setting waiver priorities, when I'm trying to pick up guys off of um, just random free agents. Uh, I'll use drafter thoughts data, looking at ceilings and floors. Like I literally use it all the time myself. Yeah, I wish I had it all season. <laughs> right, exactly. My, I might be in a better spot than I am currently, but that's uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, speaking of your, are you still in the hunt for your, uh, your home league title? Yeah. So I've, I've basically blown a, uh, a three game lead and now I'm technically tied in terms of, uh, wins and losses, but I have a, like a 500 point, um, tiebreaker advantage. That's insane. Um, so it's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, it is. So it's like basically having an extra game week, but the fact that we're we're tied is just it's infuriating. Yeah. Um I got another tough matchup this weekend, so like yeah, if I if I lose and he wins, uh I go down despite, you know, having that that uh that point advantage, but oh. we'll see. It's oh, uh man. yeah, home stretch. I've just yeah, put so much uh time and and effort and anguish into this Brutal. um and have had basically the lead most of the season, so yeah, we'll see. So, dare I ask, uh, how much of the outcome of your your matchup this week depends on Arsenal defensive assets? <laughs> uh, it's funny you mention that yeah. because um, I have I think five uh, waiver wire oh, claims okay. and four of them might be Arsenal defenders. <laughs> I just want to be sure that I can get one right. of them on the pitch. Okay, um, it's close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we we will get to that a little bit more in terms of waiver. Uh, pickups but yeah I wanted to kind of share um, and it was that's that's your situation uh, in terms of like where I'm at I am like uh, I'm, I'm kind of Southampton right now so like I'm uh, I'm maintaining a decent form but it's certainly not the height of of what I'm capable of um, I can't win any of the leagues that I'm in and so I'm it's not to say that I'm on the beach but sort of is as well that I'm that I'm on the beach um, I'm still going to obviously set lineups and, and do my best, but, um, the pressure is off for me at this point. <laughs> so I can focus, yeah. I can focus a lot more on, uh, the draft society and on, uh, the key fast collective, try to get things going for the community. Yeah. 
um, you're, you're fielding starting 11s to be a good sport, <laughs> but you're not, you know, setting alarms right. for the 7.30 game. Right. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Fair enough. Yeah, I have stopped waking up for the uh, Crystal Palace West Brom uh, seven seven a.m. game for sure. Uh, so so yeah, uh, even I think what was the last one Chelsea? I, I was up for the second half of that, and I actually wished that I had been up for the whole thing. But what are you I've, gonna do? I slept through it, and I'm <laughs> I'm glad I did. Yeah. My God. Oh man. All right. Well, let's talk more of um, preparations for the upcoming game week. Um, I guess just generally kind of like let's let's make a prediction. Let's make a prediction. Who do you think is going to like absolutely ball out this week? Um low hanging fruit. I mean anybody going against Sheffield. Um it's not technically Arsenal bias, but I mean Arsenal have Sheffield at home, which should produce a fair amount of points. I mean, this is why you've been holding uh it's the start of um, you know, that great stretch of schedule for Arsenal, so this yeah. is why you've been holding most of their um holding you know, <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice one yeah <laughs> yeah this is why you've been holding holding um yep. yep so i think i think that game should hopefully produce points um i'm betting pretty big on a on a clean sheet um maybe sheffield is better than slavia prague i'm not sure we, <laughs> we will find out this weekend we will indeed um the other game that i'm looking at is liverpool aston villa which as you probably remember from the oh. first leg, uh, it's seven two. I think it was. It was I mean, yeah. loved that. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be that, um, and it, a lot of it depends on Jack being back, of course. But yeah. if Jack is back, um, it, yeah, you could see some goals in that one. Not I. I arguably, I'm going to say not. Probably the matchup that they would have wanted to have right after a thrashing from Real Madrid. Uh, could be. I mean, if yeah, if Jack is not there, it's they're very, very beatable. Um, so yeah, it could be worse. Now, okay. Now, when you say Liverpool, Aston Villa, like who do you think is going to perform well? Uh, I think it's going to be. I think both teams are going to score. If Jack is back, I think both teams are going to score goals. Um, I would think like a maybe a Liverpool three two mm. maybe. Um, yeah, it's hard to tell. Um, I'm basing it on that game ages ago. So. Yeah. Um, plus, again, if Jack is back, they could be, they could be in form. And yeah, Liverpool with the young um, center back pairing. I yeah. mean, they could be, they could be opened up by by Villa. So, yeah, it's just just my prediction. We'll see. It could be like a two one, but I think both teams score. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that for sure. Um, for How me, about you? I I'm I'm actually thinking that. And this is a little bit out of the box. Um, my first one, not my second one. But uh, I think that Chelsea bounced back a little bit. I mean, they have Palace. And so I really think that um, that they're going to get their act together. And and I don't know. I, I The problem is I can't tell you, nor can really anybody else. <laughs> I can't tell you who it's going to be. Um, yeah, and that's, that's the problem, problem with this Chelsea team. Yeah. But so I mean, normally they obviously <laughs> sure. have a lot of rotation, and then you yeah. add in add into the fact that they had a, a midweek Champions League game, and it's mm-hmm. yeah, who knows? But I mean, they did technically get burned by all of the rotation versus West Brom. Yeah. So does Tuchel, you know, basically start who we did against um, um, Porto yeah. midweek, which just took maybe a couple uh, tinkering around the edges? But yeah, we'll see. I think it's easy to talk about the rotation, but I I do. I do feel like he has more or less his preferred starting 11. 
I think it's coming into shape. Yeah. Um, and so if you have the likes of, obviously, Azpilicueta, Mount, Werner, I mean, you're starting them without even a single bit of hesitation. Um, but then also, I'm, I'm fairly confident in some of the other, like, midfield slash winger um, roles in this in this particular offense. And Reese James seems to have nailed down that right wing back spot. Um, I haven't seen CHO there in a long in yeah. a long time. Yeah, which which I'm I'm fine with. That was I'm that playing was against all... him this week, so I would love for him to okay. throw CHO back <laughs> into the mix. But yeah, yeah, I'm not expecting it. Genie Genie thinks it might happen. Um, but at right wing back or coming in as a actual winger? Ah, uh, I think at right wing back. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Genie thinks put it out, might happen. Put out those vibes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, okay, and then my other one is obviously um, City against Leeds. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much rotation there's going to be after the Champions League match, but um, just thinking about Kevin De Bruyne delivering set pieces into the uh, box against Leeds, like, <laughs> I'm just, how do you not picture goals? Um, well, I mean, the the first fixture, I think, ended up as a 1-1 draw. I mean, that was, again, ages ago. Um, I'm worried about KDB and Mahrez in this one because they Rotation. both played two games in a row, yeah. um, the Premier League game and then the, the Champions League game. Um, with the, the title basically locked up and the second leg um, delicately poised versus, versus Dortmund next week. Mm-hmm. Does he at least rest those two? Yeah. Um, I, 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 off the top of my head, I can't remember who else started both matches, but those two I would be worried about. Just Here's because a good question. So much depth there. Here's a good question. Would you start either of them from the bench? Not if I had better options. KDB, you wouldn't? If you could get 20 <sighs> minutes of KDB. Uh, would he get 20 minutes? It's a big risk. Yeah. I mean, if they're up 2-0, he's not getting back on. True. Although he almost he almost always makes an appearance, doesn't he? At least a little bit. Usually, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a big risk. That's why I say if if I have better options, yeah, I'm not risking it. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, it's, I mean, it's it's an early game too. So I know. Like it's, if it was a later one and you got jammed up, fair enough. See, that's but actually you, nice. You can yeah, you can plan ahead. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, so basically, my point is this: I think lead. You know, we've seen leads play a very open style of play, and I just think that. Um, City's going to take advantage and jump all over that. Uh, I really like, you know, whoever that um, kind of whatever you want to call it, number 10-ish sort of guy. If it's Foden um, for this particular matchup, then by all means, I'm 100% in on Foden um, just for this week. But but yeah, I think City is going to have a, a big day. Yeah, it might be a, it might be a Ferran Torres, Raheem Sterling kind of game. Um, and Jesus or Andor Aguero, because I don't think neither of them started the uh, the Champions League match. So yeah, there might be forming a, a Champions League uh, squad and a Premier League squad with a couple that that uh, are interspersed. Which is fine because we have Sterling in the Dynasty League, and yeah, I know that expecting a start there. Yeah, Sterling managers are getting quite frustrated at this point. Yeah, it's it's a weird one because I mean you hear the rumors of the uh, the bust up um, supposedly between him and and Pep in the locker room, and then he yeah gets inexplicably benched for a while, and uh, yeah he used to be nailed on especially for the big games. That was and Pep's he, boy. 
yeah, he wasn't wasn't in the Champions League starting eleven. So, yeah, it's it's concerning. But um, yeah, if you have the folks that have you know joined the the B team for lack of a better phrase, um, <laughs> playing the Premier League games while they're on the beach, then yeah, absolutely. I mean, you yeah. could craft a strategy to to, to buy those players uh, cheap, um, but even with even with the two squads kind of forming. Um, Pep can throw a wrench into any of yeah. it, so who, who the hell knows. It's, We're going to talk a little bit about that later, actually, because I I think that we, as a group, have Foden ranked far too high. And I think there's a I, lot of those, a lot of those city players that are going to rotate so much that um, that their, their rank just doesn't really... It, it, there's no way that, that all of those players can live up to those ranks. I see you stole my hot take in the dock. Just <laughs> took it for your own. No, I have it. I have it before you, because you said most surprising consensus rank, and that ha- that appears before when you wrote city. Anyway, all right, we'll we'll get to well, it. Well, you ju- you just say Foden, and then I make the broader point that you just made. But fair enough. Fair enough. We'll talk about it in a little bit. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's talk As about an English teacher. I wouldn't think that you would plagiarize, but okay. No, no, no. I'm I'm totally fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. Call me Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about, uh, other streamers for this game week. Are there other players that you're looking to, to bring in, or is it just, uh, all Arsenal defenders? <laughs> well, I'll start with the Arsenal defenders. Okay, all right. Um, nice segue. So with Tierney out, Cedric seems to be nailed on, um, at left back. Didn't have a great game, but it doesn't matter. We don't have anybody else. Um, except for this academy kid, um, Joe Lopez, I, We'll see what uh, Arteta does in the league. Um, if he tosses out Joel at left back, <laughs> then you know that, that would he's be... uh, yeah tossing it in. Um, but I'm assuming Cedric. Uh, Bellerin came back in as a right back. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he continues uh, against Sheffield or if, or if Chambers uh, slots back in. Um, I think... Th- based on the numbers, kind of one of the better scoring defenders for Arsenal is um, Pablo Mari. And um, Holding and and Gabriel started today, so I'm expecting Mari to uh, to get a start um, on Sunday, and he usually scores pretty well. So I'm I'm trying to pick him up off the waivers. Um, so, but you need you need a couple to to cover because okay. it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird one. I was gonna say you, who you loses. Don't want to get jammed up later on in on the in the game week because it's a late Sunday yeah. uh, matchup. Yeah, who I mean and you. Who do you think loses out between those center backs? I think either Holding or Gabriel comes out for Mari. And Bellerin might come out for Chambers. I think if you want to go with the nailed-on option and not have any cover, I think Cedric is a pretty safe bet. But I still want somebody else um, in that game for cover. Yeah, and since we talked last, I looked at Cedric's uh they're bad. N- fantasy numbers more. Yeah, they're they're not good. Yeah. Bellerin and Mari are, are the better scoring, but you have a bigger risk of them not starting. So okay. it's it's risk reward. Nice. Okay. And you can just, you know, pick four of them up and like me and just expect one or one or two of them. <laughs> Perfect. Just to eliminate. I like it. I like it. Yeah. The other Outside of that, um, streamers I like. Uh, everybody and their mother has been, you know, hyping uh, Yukushlu. 
the uh, holding mid from uh, from West Brom. He's got a decent a decent floor, um, and he he just dropped you know eleven and a half ghost points. They have a, a decent matchup, I think, against Southampton. Um, so and he's only nine percent owned, so he should be able to to be on the wire. Um, I like Newcastle's matchup versus Burnley. Yeah. Um, it looks like you do too. Um, yep. Joe Willock popped in for a, a goal. Um, proper Gooner versus Spurs last week. <laughs> uh, I expect him to, to get a start, and he actually scores fairly well. He does. Um, which which surprised me. So he was on my wire. Um, I don't think I have the, the room for him, but I like him. Joe Ellenson, um, Ariels <laughs> versus Burnley. Yeah. It's just... Score- he scored last week in the Aerials versus Burnley, so I, I like. No, I agree up. with you. It just it almost hurts yeah, he's to just say bad. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's one of those guys that's just a bad footballer, kind of like McBurney. It's like recommending picking up Mopai, which actually isn't a bad shout this week. But yeah, never, never a good shout. <laughs> I, yeah, I disagree. I think Joe Ellington's in, on a pedestal compared to Mopai. Oh wow. Um, I think Benjamin Mindy's not a terrible streamer, um, although. Leeds might be able to to nick a goal or two. Uh, he he came in last week and um, and scored a goal, so he he should be on some wires. And then uh, I shouted him out in my Ghost Point article um, this week, uh, William Jose, who has been a, quite a disappointment um, coming in from Real Sociedad um, to fill in for Raúl Jiménez. Uh, hasn't scored a goal in like over ten games since he came over to uh, to England. But had nine and a half ghost points, and um, yeah, this is a start versus Fulham tomorrow. Um, this is a start of a good schedule for them, and if he can keep these ghost points going, and then I assume that he'll get a goal or two uh, or an attacking return during that stretch, and he's going to be on your wire. So I don't mind him as a as a punt this um, this weekend. It's kind of a forward three. Yeah, I mean, he's had one, you know, one good match. Really, it looks yeah. like <laughs> no. Just like I, the like one. I said, his yeah, yeah. His, his ghost point average is like five and a half. But I liked what I saw. Yeah. Um, versus West Ham, and if he can kick on, then then fair enough. Maybe the introduction of a potent, um, kind of you know, livened up the the forward line. But yeah, they were they were humming when they wanted to versus uh, West Ham. So hoping that that continues. But yeah, it's it's a punt. Oh my goodness, this schedule. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. you could not, you couldn't dream up a better one, unless yeah. maybe you switched, um, what like Crystal Palace for Brighton, but Fulham, Sheffield United, Burnley, West Brom, Brighton, yeah. unbelievable, Murderers Row. Yeah, if, <laughs> yeah. if they, if only they were good, you know. Right. Yeah, that's the problem. If they were the Wolves of last year, I would have been all about it. <laughs> These days are gone. Oh man, Willie and Jose. I I'm not. I am not going to be streaming him, but you are more than welcome to. You have no huevos, my friend. It's true. It's true. Uh okay, so speaking of huevos, my um <laughs> my streamers for this week include Miguel Amoron, which um, you know, that's pretty much you're either uh swinging for the fences or you're going to be extremely let down. Uh, but you can't be mad at him with that smile. He's always smiling, so you can't like. You're never going to come away from it upset with the man, because you it's know he ghoul- you know he tried his best. It's a ghoulish smile, but yeah, it really is. Yeah, he looks like some sort of like not a, not a handsome man. No, no, kind of looks like a like a sugar skull almost in a way. 
Um, well put. <laughs> I also like Burnley defenders uh, against mm-hmm. Newcastle. I'm I'm a big fan of that because I'm not convinced of Newcastle's ability to score goals. That's um, what I thought with Spurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then Joe Ellington popped up. It's true. It's true. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they maybe they've got the fire underneath them now. So it, it's hard to say, but. I think Burnley have been playing actually, dare I say, fairly decently recent yep. of recent. And um, and that's the reason why I also don't mind Wood this week, uh, just just as a punt, because against Newcastle, why the hell not? You yeah. need a forward three, forward four. Um, you can only start three, but if <laughs> just in case you need a forward four. Um, and, you're, and you're making fun of Willie, Willie J. Okay, so... Okay, who do you think scores higher this week? The Brazilian Wood. Who scores higher this week? I think they both get 4.5. That <laughs> sounds about right. All Two right. aerials and a couple of yellows. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another potential pickup, because he's been dropped from the team recently, but um, with the injury to Antonio, I would definitely pick up Bowen. Uh, is he on the wire in some leagues? I think he is. I mean, I got him in the community league about two weeks ago. um or three weeks ago so so yeah i think i think he is available in well okay he's almost a bad run he's all he's still almost 90 percent roster yeah i was surprised yeah you might be able to get him in a couple leagues with people that are just fed up but yeah yeah um okay well that's fair uh if if he's in your league I i would grab him you might get a few weeks out of him uh and then finally um for me it would be theo walcott just as kind of a shout, uh, just because I think he's going to be getting a run back in the squad. Uh, he scores fairly well, averaging 7.3 per game. Um, Fantrax default. And um, yeah, I mean, ugh, I, I don't know. There, there are worse players you could add. Just <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of walkout myself, but, <laughs> but you know. It, these are streamers after all, so yeah, whatever. Have a complicated relationship with you and myself. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, anyway, so okay, I got Almiron, Burnley defenders, Wood, Bowen, and Walcott. You've got Arsenal defenders, um, with an emphasis on you said Cedric. If you can get him, yeah, Cedric is going to be the more guaranteed starter. Okay, um, with bellerin and mari as probably the premium um assets if they start but they're less likelihood of of them uh, being nailed on gotcha and then you also had okay and then joe willock and joe linton the two joes and then uh, mendy benjamin mendy also willie J. okay uh let's talk about players who are returning from injury which is something pretty interesting. Um, well, in the document you wrote, uh, who are you most looking forward to seeing back? And I, I'm surprised when you put that. I got a little, I got a little cheeky with it. I'm sorry, but but who's yours? Of who's yours? Uh, Jack Grealish. No surprise there. I mean, uh, he's been out I think seven games now, and it's been the worst month and a half of my life. Um, <laughs> no exaggeration. No, so no, that's, I really want to see hyperbole. him back. He's He's, his absence is killing the rest of the my villa assets as well. Although mm-hmm. they're, I've kind of steadily dropped them, um, I'm down to I think Grealish and El Ghazi. Um, so yeah, I really want to see him back just to to start humming. And um, I think Villa is such a better team with with him. Um, and just the Premier League's missing because he's such a baller. So yeah. I really want to see him come back this weekend. Agreed. 
Uh, and like I said, I got a little cheeky with it. You said, who do you want to see come back or who are you looking forward to seeing come back? And fresh off of the, the seven goal route, uh, and looking like their promotion is basically all but guaranteed at this point. I said, Emmy Buendia, just because, uh, I am looking forward to seeing him come back. You know, it's, it's true. It's true. Um, but I don't actually have a serious answer to this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, fair enough. Okay. No, I mean, we were, we were talking injuries cause of the international break. I yeah. Mean, um, yeah. Ricardo Pereira and uh, and Madison, if they're if they're fit again, are are uh, would be good to see back as well. But yeah, if you want to talk about championship players, then I was gonna. Know. Well, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I was gonna put Madison potentially in our next question, which was which injured player are you most concerned about? Like, I still don't know, man. I don't I don't know how I, where I land on Madison, and honestly, I didn't I didn't have him in any leagues, but if I had. I probably would have tried to trade him by now. Yeah, it's it's concerning because it's the same. It's seemingly the same hip injury. Um, so yeah, when you're going back to the same uh, injury, it's it's always worrisome. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm worried about him as well. I think he and Pereira came on uh, fittingly as subs uh, against Man City last game week, and they they look pretty lively. So hoping that um, you know that means that they're okay. But it's it's definitely yeah. a worry. Any any knock and he's going to be out the rest of the season so oh man and you want to talk about like you want to talk about same injuries i mean this was a week for that like you had first of all johnny which is just heartbreaking you just yeah. feel so bad for the guy and oh man yeah so he he's going to miss considerable time it looks like is it an acl again i mean i know it's a it's a knee issue on the same knee i think yeah it's basically, I think, the same. It's just, it's brutal because the guy worked Poor so guy. hard to yeah. come back. And really? He's been back for like a month. And yeah, he's going to be back um, in another year, I think. Yeah, right. So, and then, of course, uh, of course, Antonio with, oh, uh, with the hamstring issue, which... I literally in our group chat. As yeah, can, I was gonna. I was gonna run it back. That. I was like, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm gonna. Tr- I'm gonna try and trade out. Um, I think I said Mares for, for Antonio. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he looks lively these first 20 minutes. <laughs> literally two seconds later, uh-huh. he's hobbling off with a hammy injury, and I was like, oh, okay. I'm glad that didn't go through. So that's that's my player I'm most concerned about. I I honestly think I saw a, a news article today that said that they're fearing he might miss the rest of the season. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Which man, just hamstring injuries for that guy. You just can't get past it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's especially saddening because West Ham has got a proper right. chance to get top 4. Uh, so what does this mean for for West Ham? I mean, are you downgrading everyone? Um, I think I mean, he's been out a lot this season and they've yeah. still cracked on. So I'm not down downgrading everyone but they're gonna miss him for sure um, t- i think lingard probably um is hurt the most because i i think he takes a lot of heat off of antonio takes a lot of um focus off of uh off of lingard and allows him to make some runs so there might be more of a focus on him from the opposition defenders yeah for me i mean i i honestly think it's just literally just means that bowen's back in the starting 11 yeah, I mean, that's definitely um, the long and short of it. But whether or not they can 
play as well. Yeah, um, that's with the thing. Bowen over over Antonio. I'm not sure. I still don't know why they didn't buy another striker. But oh. you, know, you can't can't argue with the results. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, when you look at their other options too, I mean, <laughs> Hilaire is killing it with Ajax. Imagine, imagine <laughs> if they had Hilaire and Lingard and Antonio and Bowen and like, are you kidding me? I, I just still I still don't understand that sale. I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty bad to be fair when he was starting. <laughs> I mean, he got yeah. rose tinted glasses with Hilaire, but that's he's true. Pretty bad. He got frozen out for quite a while though, too. But anyway, yeah, yeah it's fine. We can. Okay. He only yeah he only screws <laughs> worldies. So who are you most concerned about? Grealish. Mm. So you're um, most excited and most most concerned. Yes, it's bitter, okay. it's bitter it's bittersweet. I don't I don't sleep at night. It's a hard um, life. Yeah. So I thought that he was going to be back like three game weeks ago. I mean, Dean Smith has been just building me up to let me down every single week with um, Jack injury news. And then, of course, you get the the international break. You're like, oh, we're keeping his powder dry so he can come back, you know, fully fit and, and in form. Um, and then he didn't start this past weekend after the international break. And I'm just like, wow, maybe this is a lot worse than they're letting on. Um, and, yeah, if he doesn't start versus Liverpool this weekend, I mean, alarm bells are really going to start yeah. ringing. Also, you just gave Dean Smith a new nickname. I hope you know. What's that? Buttercup. <laughs> Buttercup. We're going to call Yeah, we're going to call Dean Smith Buttercup from here on out. Oh, cool. <laughs> this is all because of you. Build me up to <laughs> let me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't get it at first, but... Um, yeah, yeah, Dean Smith, well Buttercup. Um, <laughs> it sounds Why like do you? perfect. Yeah, keep it up. Um, <laughs> so I got the new mic. Start crooning. It sounds like we would like with a name like that. It sounds like we would adore him and like him, but it's actually the opposite. It's uh, yeah, I'm not a fan these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, with that, um, let's go ahead and uh, and run it into the ads here real quick, and we'll be back in just a second talking about our. Top 200 ranks. All right, we're back. We're going to talk top 200 ranks only because we didn't really have, well, you and Toddy tried to talk about top 200 ranks. <laughs> then we had our we had our audio issues, we had our technical difficulties, and we didn't really ever get it on the record. So I just want to kind of talk through some of these these rankings and, um, I don't know, get your thoughts a little bit and see if you can maybe recall some of the things that you and Toddy talked about um, to kind of update listeners on on how we feel looking back on making rankings. It's always a, it's always a crazy process to me. It actually is really hard to make it rankings. It really. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, you, and you don't really understand that until you start going through it, especially once you, like, hit the 100 a hundred uh threshold yeah, and then or you like gotta do 50. like the hundred and first yeah <laughs> and you're like oh my god yeah you what know, like what's does, okay hold on where when does you, port go no exactly when you think about it all right i'm gonna scroll to like 125 <laughs> what the hell is the difference in your mind between oh i don't know um joe willock and theo walcott like or John Joe Shelby and like I don't know uh Calvin Phillips like it just it gets to a point where and it's even worse when you get to like 200s 
Like, how do you how do you parse out the difference between a Mark Albrighton and Deli Alley or Hector Bellerin and Fabinho? Like, it it's it's insane. Yeah. Especially with um, so few fixtures left, you can't yeah. really uh, you can't really uh, come back from you know game week one. It's after rough. the rankings came out, just like killed a lot of it. So. <laughs> It's it's tough, but um, we yeah, did our we best. Do, we do it because we love you. Yeah, just know we did our best. And and yes, there are some things that we probably missed it, oversights, um, and there are going to be plenty of things that we get wrong. But you know, we we did our best. And uh, and this is pretty cool because this is the first time you had uh, what seven different people who who ranked their top two twenty five. Which yeah, is we broadened insane. it out a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you had. You know, obviously you, um, Drafter Thoughts, and Murph, all with, with rankings on this one. So, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into it. So, um, what? let's just go with, like, what, what rankings surprised you? What, what did you find interesting? I came into it, you know, with a, a very healthy... Um, Arsenal bias, given the uh, the schedule and, and all of the other factors that I banged on about for for weeks, um, but I was surprised when I saw that everybody else also um, elevated uh, Lacazette. I mean, oh, I did not see him coming in sure. at twenty four um, for for a lot of people. So, yeah, that was a big big surprise for me. Um, he missed a guilt edge chance today. Um, and he had a bad week like everybody else versus Liverpool last week. So I don't know if he's going to come in at 24. But um, yeah, yeah, I understand the analysis behind it. But yeah, that, that surprised me. Yeah, uh, let's see. The Chaps had him at 45, Drafter Thoughts at 53. Um, but you and I were the highest on him, really. Uh, you had him at 18 and I had him at 19. I mean, that's obviously dependent on him starting. But I, I feel like he could do it, to be honest. Yeah, he scores well. He's got 11 goals and, you know, only like 20 starts. Um, so, yeah, he, he scores well last week, um, notwithstanding. And yeah. uh, with the schedule, if he starts, he should be banging him in. But, yeah, he's he's behind the eight ball after that first week. <laughs> Indeed. Um, for me, just the one that stood out to me right away um, was Phil Foden. Because he has a consensus rank of 30 and I just, I don't see it. I'm, I'm not going to talk about any of the other city assets at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> because, of course, I wouldn't want to step on your toes. But um, <laughs> No, of course not. No, no. Um, but, yeah, Foden, I mean, I don't know. Um, this, I think, is largely due to, uh, to the Inner Geeks ranking of 19 for him. Um, but, man, I, uh, I just can't. I can't get behind it. I don't know. What do you think? You had him at 26. Yeah, I I had a lot of uh, buyer's remorse coming out of this. Because, um, <laughs> like... I feel you. I had to kind of rush to get through it. Because, um, yeah, there was, there was a deadline, and I had a lot of stuff that week. Um, and then once I had some time to kind of reflect, and, you know, when Toddy and I were going to talk about this last week, and I started, like, looking back, I was just like, ooh. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree. I don't, I don't see uh, Foden or any of these city assets with um, a lot of these factors. I'm going to go into later. I don't see them um, coming out as good. So, 
Yeah, and it's interesting too because like rotation pieces, because um, Foden and Jota are back to back in our rankings, you know, right there at the 30 spot. And I just kind of want it. I wonder the same thing about Joda. Yeah. Um, he's got a quite a, quite a range and yeah, he's, he's in form. So yeah, I think, yeah, he's going to be close. Okay. All right. Well, we did, we did take a lot of heat on our, uh, Bertrand Traore ranking too. Uh, we had him at 39. Yeah, I had him a little later at 50, but he uh, he had a great game um, this past game week, and he's got it in his locker. Um, and if he keeps his spot and Jack comes back, I don't see why he can't you know crack the top 50. So I don't think it's that big of a stretch. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. I actually have him higher than that personally. Um, and for me, it was... Oh yeah, you had him the highest. Yeah, I had him like, the highest right? for sure. 25? Yep. Oof. Um, which is too high so you, for sure. So you took that, definitely took that personally. It's, it's too high. It's too high. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, but also, uh, I consider myself a podcast host and a, and a voice that's just enthusiastic <laughs> and not as much an analyst. So anyway, um, <laughs> Whatever but, you sleep at night. but I will say this, um, I think it's huge that extra match when, when we made these, they had 10 matches and that, that extra match is massive. Yeah, I've I priced that into a lot of the the Villa assets, um, and I think they're they're going to get a, another double game week at some point. And the flip side of that is for Man City, they have uh, one less match. Yeah, uh, so they're going to blank, and so you have one less match. You have the title that's basically already won. You have Champions League, and you have Pep. Mm-hmm. How many of these players are actually going to get you know the requisite starts mm. to crack the top thirty? Exactly. And we have, and we had six city players in the top thirty, and I just yeah, it's too high. And you know what could happen? I could I could see a situation where like um, where like all of the remaining Premier League matches, like Bernardo Silva starts, and he he ends he ends the rest of season rankings at like twelve. You know, like it's just somebody that nobody saw coming like that. Yeah. I mean, the six that we put in the top 30, I mean, some of the, the bit part players um, from City could actually fill that void. Yeah. But. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. and if like a person like, let's say somebody like Cancelo is saved um, for primarily for Champions League, then potentially we have him at 23. You know, you could see him much further down whether it's like 40 or 50, something like that. But yeah, I don't know. There's a lot that could happen with that city team. I, I just, it's too much of a risk. No, nope, I, I, I agree. traded out. I traded out Maris, um this week yep. just because I didn't want to deal with it. And then seeing him play both the premier league game and the champions league game, it uh, makes me feel a little bit better about it. So the other thing is, I mean, so people called out our triary ranking, right? Um, which is fine. I, I, we love we loved it. We loved the feedback. I'm not yeah, saying yeah, yeah. I'm not saying people were wrong. No, 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 not at all. Um, but the other thing is when I talk about that extra match having such an impact, um, draft your thoughts. Which I think you know most people would agree that he's incredibly analytic. Um, he has a mind for numbers, and getting to know him a little bit better, I can say that's 100 percent true. Uh, which has been really cool with the whole uh, website and everything, getting to know people a little bit better uh, and what they're like, you know, kind of personally. But anyway, he has Dominic Calvert-Lewin at number seven rest of season. Did we ever ask him why? I don't think so. 
But I, I feel like it's the same situation. That's kind of the reason why I'm so high on Bertrand Traore. And like I like I said, I'm probably too high on him. But at the same time, that ex- it's an extra match. It's huge. Yeah. No, I mean, especially with, what, nine matches left? Eight for some? I mean, it's, yeah. it's you know, one-eighth of the season added to it. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I like it. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah that's you're looking at it like a trading, mini season. Yeah, trading Mares with the minus game for Sun with, you know, the, the double game week and an extra game. Yeah. I mean, it just, yeah, it makes sense. It compensates some of the other stuff. Did you... um? Did you see anybody else that we were too high on? Um, those are my big ones. Okay, there's, the city. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely a lot. Um, yeah, ASM is tough because you don't know if if he comes back fit and plays the rest of the season, he could be worthy of the forty-seven. But if he doesn't, then he's he's out. Um, Toddy and I were the, were the ones that were the most out on, uh, Ross Barkley just because, you know, he's absolutely all or nothing. Um, with the, it seems like it's a contractual dispute, so I don't I think don't. he's going to start another game rest of the season. Ugh. And so I think given that, it's um, so Toddy and I put him in the, in the hundreds and, uh, everybody else, um, I think had him top top 70 so yeah i had him it's, that, it's way too high yep, yeah there's another one that um that stood out but as soon as toddy said that about the contractual you know there there must be some sort of stipulation or clause where he i mean what what's the number of games was it like 25 or i can't remember what the exact number was but he's like one away from whatever that nice kind of like round number would be and um and i just it's inexplicable to me. So I think I honestly feel like it has to be, that has to be it. Yeah. There's no other reason for it. I mean, with Jack out in particular and he doesn't start and you know, he's not one of the first subs off the bench. It's, it's really odd. So that's when I started to think that something was up and then he told me that and I was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Interesting. Um, you know, what's kind of fun is if you sort by your rankings and then you look at the consensus rank and you see the numbers that are really low but are high on your rankings. <laughs> That's when you know the guys that you're too that you're way too high on. Like for example, Timo Werner is 37th overall in our rankings. I for some reason have him at 24. Yeah. I don't I still don't hate that necessarily. Um but definitely <laughs> quite the disparity. Yeah, I'm I'm just pulled it up and trying to think of ones that yeah, I mean the usual suspects that I was um too high on and compared to everybody else, um Pepe and everybody else. Oh, Gazi. I was 57, <laughs> everybody else was 81. Yeah. Other drafter thoughts I think came in at 34. You're pretty close. Oh, you know, you know what? I got yours right here. Ranked number 41 overall, <laughs> Martin Odegaard. And you have him at 31. Yeah, that's not too bad. Uh, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> he's picked. He's picked up a knock. Um, Drafter thoughts has him at eighty three. Yeah, fair enough. But there's always going to be those. Seven. So you're at thirty one. The rest of the folks are at like what forties ish, somewhere in there. Um, yeah. Murph has him at thirty seven. So yeah, I yeah, mean, Drafter thoughts and myself are the outliers. Yeah, but. yeah. 
Um, did you, I don't know if we mentioned it all too, that we, the consensus ranking, um, is figured in such a way that it rules out the two outliers. So the highest and the lowest numbers, it rules them out automatically. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's kind of, that was one of the formulas that Draft Your Thoughts put into the, uh, into the document. So that way we would have a little bit more of, um, I don't know what you want to call it, like uh, like a, more stability, I guess, in the in the rankings instead of having them um, be so skewed by by outliers. Huh. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. So keep that in mind when you look at those for sure, um, listeners. So all right, let's let's move it along. So what are um, some players that you thought we were too low? Oh wait, should I say my two highs? I have a couple other ones. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, uh, I thought we were pretty high on Bale. And I think it's easy for me to say that now after the last week or whatever, right? But uh, yeah. I still think, even at the time, I feel like we were too high on Bale. Uh, let me pull him up. We have him at... Uh, we have him at 36. We have him at 36, which is interesting because I apparently <laughs> have him at 32. <laughs> yeah. So you were too um, high yourself. But like I said, I'm an idiot. Uh, but... <laughs> But I still feel like 44, 44 draft your thoughts at 64. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, he's a, he's a tricky one. mm -hmm. You know, when he starts, he's great, but he only starts every like third game. That's Um, the problem. Spurs have a nice schedule, but, and if he starts a double game week, for example, he can shoot up, um, the standings, but. And we made, we made these rankings. Remember we made them right after. We did the pod where we had the quiz where like Gareth Bale's at the top of every category for like points yeah, per ninety. That's true. <laughs> so I, I think I was, uh, I was a little bit, um, I don't know. I, I had the, the lights Recency were blinding bias, my eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I also rough. thought we were a little bit high on Patrick Bamford. Just ah oh, man, I, just because of, I guess his recent performances. I think we're it's easy to remember how amazing he was in the beginning of the season. And I don't want to compare him to Timo Pukki necessarily because he's been better than that. Certainly. Um, but he'll, he's a player who will get you like 17 or 18, but then it might be two or three or four matches before he's in double digits again. Um, and so I just think maybe we're a little bit, we're a little bit too high on him. Yeah. He's, He's an interesting one. Um, I consistently, you know, uh, think that that he's super goal dependent. But I mean, sometimes I'll like pull up the the stats for forwards, and he's always really high. I know. So he's just had some really big games. Yeah. So he's just he's just hit or miss. So not so nine fixtures. Well, now it's eight fixtures left. Um, this is such an interesting uh, variation too in ranks. Chaps have him at 35. I have him at 29. Um, Inner Geek 47. Toddy 24. U 23. Draft Your Thoughts 16. Murph 23. Yeah, it's quite uh, <laughs> it's, quite the divergence, right? I mean, he's the he's the seventh highest um, forward with 340 points, like right behind Marcus yeah. Rashford. So, like, yeah, there's a reason for it. But yeah, he's he's tricky. The last one I'll bring up. Um, and this pains me because, you know, he's been my boy all season. I've had him in the community league since I traded for him. Um, is Jamie Vardy. 
And he's a consensus rank 11 for us. And the more I'm watching this team and the more that I'm seeing Jamie Vardy here late in the season, I I don't know he'll be top 20. Yeah. I, it's tough because I've kind of written off Vardy um, too early in the past, like two seasons. Yeah. Like, you know, he's all pace. His legs got to come out, run out um, at some point. He's it's, getting older. And then he just starts banging in goals. Um, but yeah, he's super goal dependent. And I think maybe um, he's going to he's gonna continue to fade at the end of the season, given his uh, his age and his legs run out. But yeah, he... It, on his day, he can bang in two, three goals, and that's <laughs> that's why he's up there. But yeah, it's two and a half, or it's thirty. I, exactly right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's talk about who um, we were too low on. Who, like, looking back, was there anyone that you, uh, not buyers or Morris, but maybe like FOMO, like you, you were like, ah, oh, crap, I should have been, uh, should have been a lot higher on that guy. I thought we were um, a little harsh on Villa assets. And this was me thinking that and pricing in the fact that Jack was going to be back and he would raise um, all ships. And I get that when he doesn't, that, you know, some of these numbers might actually be be accurate. So I was thinking kind of, uh, even though we had Watkins, uh, I think 21, um, with Jack back and the, the extra games for Villa, um, I thought he could be, you know, a top 10, top 15 player. Yeah. Um, and he had a great game, first uh, game out uh, last week. So I thought that Villa assets were a little depressed in this one. I, um, I could. But with Jack out, I mean, who knows? Uh, but, but okay, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you completely there on that one. Jack, like you said, rising tide and all and all that. But even so, let's just really quickly, like at Villa assets, because I completely agree um, and I don't know if I saw your comment when I put mine in there, but mine specifically were um, Villa fullbacks. So if we look at, we have Jack at two, fine. We have Ollie Watkins at 20, which even might be a bit low. Um, Triore, as previously mentioned, at 39. And then targeting cash at 73 and 80, respectively. Yeah, that's that's a bit harsh. It's too Although low. They, they haven't been keeping as many clean sheets of late, um, and their schedule isn't the best. But yeah, they those two score pretty well, and definitely higher than you know seventies or eighties. I would say. <laughs> Drafter thoughts. I mean, you know that we keep bringing him up because he, I think his way of going about this is so much different than ours. Like we go with a lot of gut and like a lot of recency bias. I would I would he, say. Yeah, he's Whereas ice cold. You know he oh he's ice cold and he's one hundred percent based on the numbers. Like, give me a formula, I'm gonna figure out exactly how this should be. He has Matt Target at thirty one. Like I said, we have him at seventy three. And he has Maddie Cash at thirty two, and we have him at eighty. Wow. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty pretty stark right there. Yeah, that's an interesting one. And I just wonder now, like, are you looking back at your Trezeguet ranking and thinking anything? How so? I mean, is he going to continue to get game time? Like, he shouldn't, right? No. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm not too high on Trezeguet rest of season. Um, yeah, he popped up and got a couple 
a couple goals um, as a sub. But yeah, Jack coming back and some tough fixtures. I think Liverpool and then City. And so he might start versus Liverpool and or City. Um, but to, are you really confident fielding him for, for either of those games? And no. then after that, it's, I don't think he's going to get continued starts. So I think it's a it's a sugar high. Um, and yeah, I, I just don't think it's going to continue. Yeah. How, did, other, how low did I go with him? How low? Um, let's see. You're talking for Trez? Yeah. Uh, Am I against you, the grain there? No, you were at 107. The group has him at 112. Um, okay. The highest is apparently Toddy at 74. Oh, God. It's it's part of his anti-Ogazi. Um, <laughs> Narrative? Yeah. He's, he's mean, staging a campaign? Oh, God. It's been happened all season. Every time he's, he calls for him <laughs> to get in the starting lineup. It's just... Ogazi, yeah. you have at 57. Um, mm-hmm. Toddy has at 90. I have at 103. Oh, God, it's you. Inner Geek has him at 106. Chaps have him at 123. Drafter thoughts, are you ready for this? 34. My man. <laughs> El Messi. He, yeah, he's looking at the ghosties. He's looking at the points. Yeah, he had he had a bad game. Yeah, um, for sure. Mea culpa yeah, this past weekend. Um, but again, with him and Jack interchanging, it's... During that stretch, it was it was magic. So, I'm hoping that they can rekindle the fire. But um, yeah, I mean he's he's hit or miss. He's he's kind of like Bale. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, by the way, if you are an Anwar Al Ghazi fan, uh, you can go to thedraftsociety.com and mouse over the more section, or click on it on your phone with your finger, and you will see a merch tab. And on that merch site, we have an Anwar El Messi shirt that you can purchase. It's beautiful. Yes. If I do say so myself. Yes, indeed. And mine should be coming in. I just got a tracking <laughs> number for it. So next week, I will awesome. tweet out how it fits. Awesome. Yeah. Each shirt is, is individually printed, so it does take a little bit longer to ship, but um, just bear with it. And um, by ordering any shirts from us, you are supporting our independent website so we greatly appreciate it and a portion of the proceeds actually go to uh to Belgazi. So. they do oh yeah <laughs> i routed it to his uh to his venmo nice he needs, he needs our support i wasn't aware okay all right <laughs> cool sounds good uh <laughs> maybe we'll get a charitable gift or something from him at some point yeah it's a tax write-off that'd be nice yeah <laughs> all right sweet uh so anything else in terms of the rankings I don't think so. Okay. All right. We covered it. So let's do final thoughts. And um, I love the question that you have here for us. In the final thoughts, um, just kind of share with the listeners like how it is that you use maybe not just our rankings, but like rankings in general. Like what's the best way to to make good use out of rankings? Um, I kind of use them mostly to uh, evaluate and, and structure trades um, for the run-in. Because if you just look at the the numbers, um, you're gonna see throughout the season, unless you put in you know specific dates, um, and you really just want to kind of track what they're gonna do in the last eight games, which is which is tough to um, to really calculate. But I think these rankings really help uh, in that regard because we price in 
the difficulty of schedule, how many games they have left, um, if they're in a purple patch, yada, yada, yada. So I really try and, um, one, look for value, and then two, try and trade for that value and um, use the rankings accordingly. And so it's it's a sprint rest of the season. And um, I like trying to trade out big names at this point for players that have a lower profile, but have been killing it and will outscore that big name rest of season. Yep. So I, I usually use this example just because I've pat myself on the back, killed it um, last season during the, the restart. I uh, traded uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold for Mikel Antonio. Oh. And people were saying I was crazy. My commissioner, you know, legit asked me if I was, you know, giving up on the season. <laughs> and um, it was right before Antonio dropped that 63-point um, mm. performance versus Norwich with four goals. And so, like, Tasty. I won the trade in, in you know, three days. Um, so it's, yeah, Trent... I could tell was just kind of, you know, he had an amazing season, couldn't ask for more. Um, but he started to slow down a bit. Liverpool were at the beach because they already won the title. I decided to cash in on his numbers and his, you know, his his name. And uh, Antonio was just picking up form and was staying fit. And I just know what kind of purple patches he can go on. And yeah. so I, I made the trade. And you you should use these these ranks and try and, you know, do the do the same. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I completely agree. Um, I, I use them a lot of different ways. Like, I just try to, anytime that somebody would put out ranks, and this was before, you know, I was part of any sort of, like, apparatus or site, um, Fantrax HQ, whatever it was that would put out ranks, you know, I would try to familiarize myself with them, try to just, um, I guess, internalize them a little bit, um, at least in terms of the the guys who people were pretty high on the rest of the season, um, so that I can sort of look out for them week to week and see how they're performing. And then, you know, when to pounce on guys, if they have, um, you know, a, a certain run of bad form, uh, because more often than not, uh, the rankings do end up kind of playing out, uh, for the most part, right? Like kind of how we expect them to, like, there are certain examples like, um, like Pulisic this year where, maybe through no fault of his own or through rotation or whatever it is that they didn't quite reach the levels you were hoping. But for the most part, you know, like guys are going to end up more or less um, where they're ranked with, with certain notable exceptions. Now, of course those exceptions can be like game winning uh, or league winning, but, um, but yeah, I like to, to the guys who are like, people are rating highly um, keep a close eye on those and if they hit a run of bad form, see if you can pounce on that. Or like you were saying, you know, use your gut, use the eye test to try to figure out, okay, if this player is ranked highly, but it's becoming pretty clear that they're running into whether it's rotation or bad form or whatever it is, a, a tough, uh, a tough, uh, you know, run of fixtures. Well then maybe it's time to trade them out. So yeah, I, I grew with that completely. Um, the other thing that I really like uh, to use the the rankings for is, like I already mentioned, picking up waiver wire ads. Uh, and if you have fresh rankings especially, this can really be helpful in, in figuring out which guys uh, maybe have more upside than, than others. Uh, I mean, you can also use it for, if you got a feeling about a guy and for whatever reason we're not feeling him 
And um, so we, you know, rank them either too high or too low. And your trade discussions, you can, you know, send your uh, your counterpart the link and be like, hey, look, and these guys think he's, he's. Oh, I love that. He's not that great. Yeah. Um, and the guy I'm trying to trade you is is ranked even higher. So blah 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 blah. Yeah. So I, I think you can use it to your advantage if, uh, but. Use, if you think that you know more than I was us. gonna say, yeah. use our bad advice against against your league mates for sure. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Send them to my rankings. Um, <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, but um, no, I mean, and like I said, we're we're always gonna get ones wrong. We're always gonna be um, a little bit off on on others. So like, if you are like Ryan and you think that Odegaard is like really gonna kick on, well then send them to the rankings and say like, look, six out of seven of these guys don't believe in him. <laughs> right <laughs> even though it's it's ryan who does but but yeah i mean exactly like that i love that i love that all right any um any other final thoughts or just uh, a general a general goodbye a heartfelt goodbye from you ryan yeah i just want to thank everybody again for all of the uh overwhelming support that uh you've shown throughout the uh draft society launch i mean it's been it's been humbling and i keep getting you know really great messages from from all of you saying how much you like the content and um yeah i'm really open to any um you know constructive criticism or feedback uh, particularly on the the new uh, ghost point article i'm trying to tinker with different formats so like yeah if you have an idea on how we can improve something um feel free to, to dm any of us but uh yeah thanks again for everything yeah absolutely uh it, it's been really cool to see it's been cool to see you know you um, get behind the keyboard a little bit and start pumping out some articles. Uh, like you said, Toddy's been writing more, which is really cool. I'm always, I mean, I don't know who get this far in the podcast or not, but I, I am always amazed at Toddy's grasp on the English language. I know he uses some phrases where I'm like, how on earth did you learn that phrase? Exactly. Like it's, it is unbelievable. But anyway, an incredibly talented writer, um, and just such a, such a smart dude. I'm, I'm so excited to see him writing more. Um, and then also, Ooh, this is a good one coming up. Um, like I mentioned, I have an, an article that's dropping. That'll be fine. Check that out. Uh, but Luke also has an article that's dropping, uh, that is going to be showcasing, uh, another one of the leagues around the community. And in this case, it is going to be the actual community league. Um, which is going to be incredible. I'm, I'm really excited to see the write-up on that. This year we had 60 teams in the Community League, uh, and he's going to detail the whole thing, so that's going to be really fun too. All right, so that is that. And um, again, thank you so much for listening. This has been the Key Pass Collective. Um, good luck in the game week. Thank you again for all the support. Like Ryan said, I just got to echo it. You guys are incredible. We love you. Um, check out thedraftsociety.com daily updates. It's got everything you need. We'll talk to you all soon. Cheers.